Welcome to another exciting edition of the Fans in Motion podcast. I say to my two friends, Wild Daisies, poking up through the residue, why? Take my chances, hang around down by, slag down, say, hello, Josh. <laughs> Got him on a water break. Uh, well, ever since Nadelman did that video, you know, I feel like everything's being watched. I feel like my privacy, even though I'm doing a public broadcast <laughs> or a public bod- podcast, is being uh, invaded. Um, so, anyways, I got to watch what I say now so I know three people are watching. Yeah, and, you've, and we've ever done the trousers, the cocaine, and the um, French horn, definitely. I mean, you can never, I mean, you can you can. But you can never overdo cocaine. I mean. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> there's, there's, there's some dead rock stars would disagree with you there. You know, nah, you know what? Yeah. A little, little toot never hurt no one. <laughs> anyway. That's why people smoke parliament, parliaments because of the filter. You can put a little toot in that, that little empty spot in the uh, filter of a parliament. Is that is that toot. right? He said toot. We used to have a restaurant down here called Toots. <laughs> yeah. Toots. Anyway, this week we are presenting products, three products apiece that we would like to pitch to Night Ranger to one day make so we can all consume them. And I'm gonna have the best three products out there because I'm the genius of the podcast. Yeah. Robin's gonna have the second best. And Josh is just gonna um, us be wishing us, us, us three guys, us, us, uh, me, Andy, and Brent. You know, we're, if we're going to consume products, it's all. I want some Night Ranger pastries, um, a Jack Blades bear claw. Now I really want Night Ranger birthday cake next year. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, basically, it's going to be. Uh, I came up with. Three price ranges, $25, $30, somewhere in there, $7,500, probably somewhere in there for a second one, and like $175, $200 for a third one. And just basically, what if you had the opportunity, what would you present to the band um, that would fit that price range? Um, of course, this is make-believe. There's a lot of logistics and you got to think of shipping and you got to think of who owns what you can't just you know hey let's get this old radio show um and make a cd of it because who the hell you know that radio station's probably been bought out 10 times and who the hell really knows who owns and who and who do they sell it to when they were still whatever station they were but you know, for the five people listening, we will just travel to La La Land and just pretend and give you our three products that we would pitch Night Ranger. Yeah. I will say that uh, my high-priced item could happen. It's a possibility it could happen. So um, you just have to wait and see. The reproduction of Jack Blades' light blue blazer. No. Signed no. by all three members of Fans in Motion. Uh, Andy, again, is not with us. A very busy individual working a lot of hours. 
Um, his uh, wife is a little bit under the weather, so he's been taking care of her as well. So filling in. Don't 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 cut him too much slack because you know damn well if Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley didn't have COVID, our three asses would have been in Dayton, Ohio, at a Kiss concert tonight. <laughs> I would not. I would have been staying home, calling his wife on the top of the hour every hour to make sure she's yeah. okay. You'd have been. You'd have been dating with us. Talk. Talk about who's with us. <laughs> Rock and Robin is back uh, for another episode. Um, yeah, it went. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess it went all right last Two week. People loved it. We brought her back. Uh, um. And even listening back to it, I do miss Andy too. <laughs> um, so you, you had to love Tom Chapin's um, comment. I should be going home now to watch this. <laughs> so, Robin, uh, how has your life changed since the release of the last week's podcast? Are you like walking around? Because this is what happens to me. Um, <laughs> I'll be I'll be out in public, you know, which I avoid as much as I can. And, you know, I'll see someone, you know, looking at me, give them, you know, kind of staring me down. It's usually abroad. And, uh, um, mm. but, you know, every now and then it's, it's a dude. I can still turn head. And, uh, and I see him just looking and I'm like, I just tell him, yeah, you know, it's, it's me. Uh, and usually, I what I what I've been doing is I've not been wearing the tiger's hat because that throws them off a little bit. I wear a red's hat or something, and um, you know, so you know, I just you know, they're usually they what they do is they they after I tell them it's me, they try to act like you know, like oh I don't know who that is or who you are, and I'm like that's no, okay, I'll sign whatever you want. So uh, have you had any of that, Robert? Not yet. It's going. It's going to come. Uh, you know. I need a. I don't know. Not many Clevelanders I've talked to on the page yet so far, unless they're hiding. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, just wait. Uh, you know. I know it's stressful on Brent and his <laughs> marriage with all the ladies coming after him since the podcast has started, and um, you know, yeah. it's just, Been picking up some weights, working out all of a sudden. You know. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I mean, I got to tell all Coke the, zero. you know, but I'm, yeah, I got to tell the female fans out there that, I'm, you know, I'm not just a piece of meat. I'm an emotional creature. And um, I can attest to that. Both of these <laughs> men are. It's hard damn work. It's hard damn work. So uh, especially with a man that can sing ABBA, especially with a man can, that, that can sing Belt out air supply like that. Air yeah. supply like that. I, I mean, love air supply, man. I mean, fucking ABBA. ABBA's just getting back together. New record coming out. New tour. Well, not really a tour, but a. Um, I'm going to start calling you Josh Fernando Johnson. Uh, hey, Josh Dobson. You know what? Uh, Fernando. Can you hear the guns, Fernando? Um, Ooh, ah. That's maybe one of my favorite Frida song, but um, uh, but uh, um, but yeah, they they got with like Lucasfilm, that's who's doing the the hologram tour because it's going to be just based in London. They're building like mm. this arena just for it. They had eight hundred and fifty people f 
work on the production. It's Lucasfilm is doing like their, you know, all the like the holograms and stuff. And uh, um, there's going to be a live band that goes with it. Uh, I mean, you know. So they're not going to be there. They're going to be a video. It's going to be just a, a hologram of them. I mean, they're 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 there playing the they've they're they will have played the parts and did the performance one time probably one time okay and but it'll be their parts and their vocals but you know it's just i mean they've always one thing i've always given them credit for and i can't remember if it was benny or bjorn that said it or maybe it was one of the the girls but they always asked him why didn't they get back together and he just always said pop music is for the young and we're not young and you know we're a pop band and we're kind of you know we don't have that voice anymore and um i think now you know they never did get back together for 40 years i think it's just one of these things now you know you really if you're in your early 70s you have one shot to do it and i don't think they really want to tour they don't have to tour i mean abba's if you think any band is big abba is bigger uh to this day i mean think about it they're basically doing a residency with holograms in london not even the united states that's just how big they are and it's going to sell out and um yeah i don't think there's your abba talk for the day no i agree no in the ghost groups because they're from sweden as well like it was like a huge thing nothing's been as big from Sweden, except you know, since ABBA's really. Um, well, you had. Who's, I saw the sign, and opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. Who was that? Yeah, that's how big they were. Uh, no, no. Yeah, who was? Who was that? I saw the Ace sign. of Ace. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then you had, and then you had Joey Tempest in Europe. Oh yeah, Rob Marcello hey. from uh, Danger Danger. Uh, final countdown. But uh, come on, man. Um, I like Europe, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I don't. <laughs> but you can't go wrong with a little uh, bit of ABBA. Uh, that's right. What else do we, uh, what do we got? The uh, last episode last was. Last episode. Was yeah. the Danny Rapepi episode where we talked about Cleveland show next week, which, if you're listening to this, will be tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, September 8th. Um, be there or be square. Uh, but come around. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, Ed joined us from Vegas. We talked about the show in Cleveland. We talked about some other upcoming shows. It's always a good time to have Ed on. It was just his birthday a couple of days yes. ago. Um, and it, it was trying getting him on here too. He could not get a good internet feed whatsoever, and we kept waiting. And all of a sudden, Ed would be talking, and all of a sudden, he'd just be gone. He wouldn't even be uh, on the screen. Yeah, know? we edited a few things. I mean, he asked me a little bit about uh, being in Afghanistan and everything that was going on, and you know, I gave my opinion. And uh, after I thought about it, it's like you know, even though. My opinion is very valid. In fact, uh, people tune in to listen to Night Ranger, and 
So I mostly edited that out, except for the part about bridges. Um, so, um, but yeah, good episode. Uh, we're going to see Ed next week. Oh, he's going to be... He's gonna be fit to be. He's gonna be fit to tied. Be how do you say it? Fit to be tied. He's gonna be running around like a chicken with his head cut off. I'm sure. This will be the uh, should be the first time he's met Andy. Yeah. So, actually, it might well, be the first time I've met Andy. We have to wait and see. He ain't here Definitely yet. Definitely me. <laughs> well, yeah. But Ed, yeah, Ed's gonna. I mean, he's got to manage that band. He's got this whole. Benefit concert. He's 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 responsible for. I'm sure he's got a team, but he, you know how Ed is. He's going to be checking out everything. It's going to be fun. No way. He memorized every like single prize. It seemed like like he's just like got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, Whenever the know. kiss prizes, people. Oh, he and there's me. there's going to take your wallet. You know, you're heading out the door right now. It's Tuesday. If you're going the night before, you're going tomorrow, take your wallet. There's going to be some exclusive rare Night Ranger stuff mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, And you may want to take your vaccination cards just in case. Just in case. Yeah, nothing's come down the line yet for it, but take your it vaccination card. Um, I will be outside um administering fake covid test he will um for actually i'll probably do it for free just to shove shit up your nose and yeah tell you that you're stupid but um so anyways how come there's no cotton at the end of this tip shut up (laughs) and uh so what do we got next i don't even know what the hell we're doing uh for right now, we have Night Ranger news. Hey, Night Ranger news. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Night Ranger news. We, let's see here. Tomorrow, they're going to be playing Summerfest. So, that will already have happened by the time you have listened to this. But they are playing in Milwaukee, Summerfest. And then Saturday, they are playing the Minnesota State Fair in St. Paul. Um, tomorrow, when you're listening to this, September 8th, Cleveland, be there. And then two days later, September 10th, Hot Springs, Arkansas, if I remember correctly. So uh, Arkansas is finally getting some Night Ranger dates. Night Ranger news, what else? We're almost, this will come out about the month mark of the release of ATBPO. Yep. So the record's been out for a month. They just put up signed copies of the record. Um, the yellow is 65 signed, and the red is 55 signed. Um, I did notice... Hey, let me ask you a question, Brent. How many copies were printed of the yellow vinyl? Of uh, the yellow vinyl, there were... Hang on, I'm going to have it right here for you right now. I believe there were 400. You were correct. On the website, it now says 450. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's 50 autograph ones? Well, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know if, like, you know what, they might sell out all of those. And next thing you know, it may say, <laughs> well, limited to well, 500. But I mean, to be fair, 
when when most people do limited edition things, they will order some overstock in case something happens with the the copy in the mail it gets lost. Some people do not. I've learned um, some Kiss records don't do that. <laughs> but um, yeah. So sometimes they'll order an extra fifty just to have on hand in case the damage comes in and they can replace it. And then what they usually do is they'll slowly just turn those into their regular stock and sell them. They don't tell you that there's 450 instead of 400. So, yeah. but they might've taken that 400, taken 50 out, autographed 50, stuck them back in and then said 450 because somebody's a mathematical genius over there. Who knows? Well, anyways, there's 450 out there. The other thing, it's not quite Night Ranger news, and I meant to bring this up because uh, I had thought about it, I don't know, a few months ago, and I don't think I did. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, it was an interesting little note when we did Big Life, and I didn't remember it on the episode, and I thought I brought it up, but I don't think I did. So I got on a little bit of a Leonard Skinner kick, which I sometimes do. Um, you know, I hate the hits, you know, uh, you know, give me three steps and all that malarkey. But I do love the records and the deeper tracks. And Saturday Night Special is still a fucking kick-ass song. Anything with Ed King really is good. Um and it got me again thinking, like, I don't think I ever mentioned the fact that the big life producer, Kevin Elson, was on the plane um, when it crashed with Leonard Skinner. Uh, he was the sound guy. He was front of the house sound for Leonard Skinner in the mm. 70s. And I think it was Street Survivors. I could be wrong. But they recorded Street Survivors, didn't like how it turned out, and Ke they had Kevin go in and fix it. So he kind of produced that. Um, but he was the sound guy for Leonard Skinner, and he was actually sitting on the couch with Gary Rosington and Alan Collins. I did look this. I there. I looked up to see if there was any interviews with Kevin talking about. It. There was not, but I found. Um, one of the Leonard Skinner like bodyguards, he was talking about it. He kind of drew out where yeah. everybody was sitting. Ronnie Van Zant was asleep on the floor, um, and he woke up Ronnie and told him the plane was going to crash. And he threw him between, I think Gary and Alan Collins on that couch. So it had been Kevin Olson, Gary Rosington. Uh, Ronnie Van Zant and Alan Collins on that couch and it's just crazy that three of them survive and one of them did not but yeah it's just uh, that little connection to all that um, and then Kevin went on to produce Journey and I think he produced Europe maybe I can't remember but he produced a lot of groups from that uh, time period um, but there you go something I should have threw in on the Big Life episode. So when we do Big Life 2.0, there you go. You're gonna have you're uh, gonna have to do something else. I'll probably forget that too. But uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, another Night Ranger news. I think the Gonzalez date, like September 25th, is going to be postponed because of the storm down in the south. I um, 
I don't think they've made it official, but that's what it looks like. Um, and I don't know if any new shows have been really announced. So there you go. Night Ranger News. You got anything there, Robin, Night Ranger News-wise? No, I haven't seen anything. I just Are you keep sure? up on the social media. Yeah. No, I'm just making fun of you. <laughs> I trust Josh. <laughs> Josh, do you have anything new to show us this week? Oh, I got all kinds mm. of stuff. Right. Let's sit back. This. Um, I probably knew this existed and then forgot and probably knew again and forgot. And it was kind of cheap. So I went ahead and bought it just basically to show here. But I don't think I ever knew that it was a single. Damn Yankees. Damn Yankees. Which one? Runaway? Yeah, it's got the radio mix on it and the edit. No, this only has an LP version. Okay. I don't think they're ever... Well, I don't... I'm, I'm 100% sure that it was never... Um, it was never a cassette single. Yep. And... I'm going to run and get mine real quick. I want to check something out with yours. I'll be right back. Keep talking. All right. <laughs> so I don't think it was a cassette single, but it is a CD single. Um, Brent may have a radio edit one. Who knows? We shall, we shall see. Like those cassettes where they had the two versions, like a remix of some sort, or like a long version, and then the radio edit. Yeah. So the the cassettes. Sometimes they would have the, it would either be a single version, which usually meant they edited out the guitar, or they would Sad. make, or they, what, the guitar solo, or sometimes mm -hmm. it would just, yeah, it would be a total different mix. It would be kind of a poppier mix or something, mm -hmm. or something that would translate more on the radio, um, through car speakers, basically. Um, what you got? <laughs> what do you got? I I don't have anything. I couldn't get to it. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, Runaway somewhat released as a a single promotion only, not for sale. Like I said, I don't think it was. I know there's no cassette single. It was never commercially released. But there you go with that. I picked this up. This has got to be probably one of the weirdest or. I don't know. Uh, it's probably from like a billboard or something. Damn Yankees come again. Showing this waitress sitting in a diner. <laughs> and it's uh, the new single, Come Again. Check out these tasty selections. Come again. Top five AOR. Equally delicious to CHR palates. High enough, devoured by 25-plus females, over 1 million served, a top call-out <laughs> research record and blind taste test. The album, 2 million satisfied cu customers, home delivery via national tour, a sellout success. Come again, the new entree from Damn Yankees. Don't call it macaroni. Uh, 1991 is when this ad was. That is definitely done by Tom Chapin. Come on. <laughs> it even says, was that delicious at the bottom? Do what? Yeah. Mm, delicious. Right mm, delicious. So. I mean, that looks like something totally he would have came up with. Yeah. Uh, 
So there oh you go. Um, on the back, let's see here. Um, on the back, it's got it's April first, April first, nineteen ninety one. It's just from a magazine, so it's the charts. Okay. And it's twenty six through fifty. Twenty six being the best of the doors. It's probably about the time that movie was coming out. Um, Digital Underground is twenty nine. Razor's okay. Edge is twenty seven. Joni Mitchell. Tearing up the charts at 31. Teddy Pendergrass, 33. Um, Trickster, 37. Belle Biv DeVoe is number 42. And Damn Yankees, 43. Just a big butt to smile. Nelson is um, 45. Warrant Cherry Pie is 46. Um, Queen Innuendo. 50 so there you uh there you go based on the sales of albums tapes and cds from the nation's leading record merchandisers so there you go Bell, Bib, DeVoe would say and now you know and what else i got something else so i bought a lot of cassette tapes from i think it's backstage auctions they had a. Oh, you bought a lot, not a not a many. You bought a lot. A okay. lot. Okay. A <laughs> package of Night Ranger cassettes, and they were interviews. Um, and Backstage Auctions is a pretty good, reputable site, and mm-hmm. they get basically people who want to, you know people in the business that want to sell their shit will go to them. So this was probably. Some dude that worked for rock magazines for 20 or 30 years had tons of this shit sitting in there. He gives it to them. They organize it, sell it. He gets so much of the cash. So the Night Ranger lot, I think I paid 20, 25 bucks maybe for these interview tapes. I wasn't really too concerned about the first couple. Night Ranger interview, October 1st, 1983 in San Francisco. I mean, yep. I haven't listened to it yet, but, uh, you know, we'll see what's on there. Brad Gillis interview, September, September 23rd, 1985, at the MCA Records in L.A. Oh, wow. Have not listened so, to seven that one yet. Yeah, that's cool. But the, these are the two that I bought just because they're from time periods where you don't have a lot of... Um, information so this is a brad gillis interview december 22nd 1992 i did listen to this one um this is mostly gill rock ranch promotion mm-hmm. but he talks about everything they talk about the breakup of night ranger Oh, wow. They he talks about Jeff Watson being kind of there at the beginning um, with Kelly and Gary Moon. He talks about Mega Mega. Um, he uh, talks um, a little bit. I think it was this one um, about. 
Oh no, wait, that would be that's the Jeff Watson one. So, but he he gets he talks about Greg Allman coming over in the cookout, and um, there's a lot of good stuff on it. And then there is Jeff Watson interview, Young Guitar, June twenty second, nineteen ninety three. I'd have been turning sixteen on that day. Wow. Uh, how old were you? A couple months. I have no. I'll be born a month from that. July of ninety three. <laughs> All right. So you weren't even born yet. What's What's good and what stinks about this interview is Jeff is noodling and playing throughout. But oh, the only cool. thing is the guitar is so much louder than the interview. Mm. You can't crank, you know, to hear. Because all of a sudden there's this fucking note that pierces your. Because the first I did, you know, I'm just listening to it. I had it. I was doing shit around the house. I had it cranked, and it's just some dude talking. Next thing I know, Jeff just starts fucking hitting these fucking, you know, down at the bottom of the neck, and I'm just like, what in the fuck? Um, but he's noodling throughout. He is getting ready, or this is mostly he. Uh, it's not as long as the Brad interview, but he's talking all about Mother's Army. Talks about the solo record, um, and uh, one thing that's interesting that I did not know is um, they had a different singer for the first Mother's Army CD. So for oh, those that don't Joe know, uh, Mother's Army was um, Carmine Apice or how, whichever way you're going to pronounce it. Um, uh, Bob Daisley, who is now in no, that's Don Airy. Not sure where Bob Daisley's playing, but Bob Daisley, he's the one that wrote a lot of those Aussie songs in the early '80s, "Crazy Train" and all that stuff. Him and uh, Lee Kirkslake and uh, Randy Rhodes, and they basically had that album all put together, and they had a, a different singer. I think his name was Will Steltzer. And they just didn't like his voice, and he was losing his voice sometimes. And you know, these guys were all kind of known musicians. Will wasn't, and then Jeff ran into Joe Lynn Turner, and bam, there you go. Um, he kind of basically Joe Lynn Turner on that first album just came in and re just re sang the vocals. Uh, and he talks about them trying other vocalists, Jesse Bradman, and a few others. Um, and it seems like there was something now. I should have made some notes, but, uh, um, but you know, that's, that's what professionals do and just not yeah. there yet. But anyways, eventually I'll get these maybe digital, who knows, or I'll get someone to do it. But, uh, there is some Night Ranger stuff. I'm done. Okay, moving on to fans in motion. This is where Robin is going to. Um, yeah, you you can participate, Robin, if you'd like. Okay, you're gonna roll Whatever your eyes. Whatever you need help with. Okay, well, the first one I don't. I don't have a um, graphic board. It's Chris Duvek. Chris has been quite busy on the page doing his fans in motion football league stuff with ESPN, where you can um, do your Night Ranger team, and you know, I don't know if anybody's got a passion play or anything like that, but. You know, and that was pretty cool. But what was even really cooler was something I had forgotten about where he had posted the um, out of bounds laser disc. And I had forgotten that Wild and Innocent, Wild and Innocent Youth was different 
in the movie. And I have Laserdisc players, and I had been looking for that Laserdisc for years. Uh, but he had posted that he had, had the song on MP3 and crap like that. So way to go, Chris. That was cool. And I dropped the ball on that because me and Chris have talked and shared some stuff back and forth in our collections. And he had sent me that, and I meant to bring it up and mention that he, you know, because I don't think I – I don't think I knew that it was different. and Yeah, I'd forgotten about it. Because I remember when we first started this and I told you the teachers was different. Well, I but knew, we, never, I, I knew, we never talked about this one. I'd forgotten all about it. Well, I knew teachers was different. And it's easy to tell if it's different just because you can get the record yeah. and it's, you know, listen to it. That version that's on Out of Bounds, the only way you can hear it is to watch the movie. Because yeah. they that's not the version that's on the record, uh, which is weird. You know, you would think yeah. the version that's on the movie would be on the record, but the one that's on the record is the one that we all know. Um, but, yeah, there's a totally different version on that. and um, yeah, So there's some more rare Night Ranger out there. Go get it. Okay. We're going to go right here to, there you go, Robin. Would you like to pronounce that last name, that first name? <laughs> Dave Nadelman. Dave Nadelman gets gets brought up here because he posted the Shaw Blades reissue a couple weeks ago. And when I was, you know, doing this and I found that, I thought, oh, that's cool. Um, but, what Dave, you know, Dave Nadelman here again. The reason he got the Shaw Blades because he can't, he redid Funny Moments Part Two for the fans of Motion, where he went back through as Josh alluded to. I feel like three people are watching everything I do, yada yada yada. I haven't seen the whole video yet, but um, wow, you put some effort into this thing. So, so and we'll come back. Some cameos: uh, Jim Coon, uh, Shape and Chapin. Um, Tom Sparrow and John Juanito Davey all make guest appearances doing the uh, Andy line. Say hello, Josh. So good tribute. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And uh, it looks like they put more thought and more organization into it than uh, maybe we even do our podcast. So that's what happens when they think we do more than what we do. Suckers. So, you know, so since Dave Nadelman was a funny I'm going for the trifecta with him this week. <laughs> All three things are Dave Nadelman. Here, Dave. Dave has made the autographed copy of ATBPO that he got from Talk Shop Live. Is that correct, Josh? Talk Shop Live? Is that? I would assume so because I don't think anybody's got theirs from Newberry no, yet. Nobody's got the Newberry yet. But he went ahead and put this together for his daughter. He and his daughter are flying from Florida to Cleveland. To, as I like to say, see us, not to see Night Ranger <laughs> next weekend. But they're they're coming up next Wednesday to Cleveland, along with um Tom and his brother, and some other fans of Motion are coming up to the show. I can't wait to meet everybody. But uh, yeah, it was only fitting. We've never had a three peat. We you know and this way, if you're doing the drinking game, Dave Daniel Dave Daniel, you just keep drinking. Um, but yeah, we can't thank you enough, Dave, for doing your tribute. 
So since you did a tribute for us, I did a tribute for you. <laughs> You're awesome, dude. Now, 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 let's get on to this topic. Is that all the fans of motion we got? That's the only thing that I did was just, you know, Stuvik, because he, I, he, he, it, it, that demanded a shout out. And I didn't have time to make a graphic for it before we went on. And the Nadelmans. I mean, everybody's been posting the same thing. Everybody's getting the copy of the autograph what about, CD. What about Shapin's uh, office? That was a good one. A little <laughs> office poster he made. It fits right in with that damn Yankees come again. I like uh, Suzanne Peterson. Uh, um, I don't know, a little kid in front of the Night Ranger stage. That was a mm-hmm. good one. I I didn't see that. To be honest with you, um, I've been going to bed early all week long. So that's what happens when you're uh, a responsible, responsible. adult. Uh, no, no, I'm I'm just getting off the caffeine, folks. And I, I mean, off the sugar. I'm not sure how to pronounce this last name. Uh, Craig Sikirki. Anyways, he. Framed his stuff pretty well. Yeah, with the guitar picks. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, thanks for everybody for going on the page and posting all yeah. that cool stuff. I it's... would have had more. It's just the Dave Nadelman thing. I had to do it. I'm just fucking with you. It's a hobby. You know, had to do it. All you know. right. Uh, oh, and if you noticed, hey, who's that? That's my mom. Um, so, if you uh, notice. Hope- Hopefully it'll show up in your window. uh, It won't. But uh, (laughs) I got some more. I moved some of my vinyl over here. ATBPO basically started putting a crunch in my Night Ranger shelf because I've got so many copies. Uh, So I was like, I got. So I had this extra bookcase. I moved a lot of stuff over here. So in the other room, I could start opening up the the Night Ranger because the 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 case I got over there. The shells actually have dividers in them, so I can split them up even more where this one doesn't. So, uh, yeah, it's coming cool. along. Uh, I got the one thing about your here. vinyl, real quick, before we get off that topic. Um, you went ahead and took measures to order the crystal vinyl from France. Yes, wondering I, if it would be different. Did I say I told you, you never, you never, yeah. you never reported on it? All right, uh, <laughs> it's not, nothing's different, it's exactly the same. Yep, okay. um. <laughs> I meant to tell everybody that. Uh, and then I've been throwing, I got a whole bunch more Night Ranger stuff up here ready to go next time. So, good stuff. It's coming along. All I need is the uh, the platinum record for ATBPO. You know, right before we did the start of this podcast, um, a friend of Andy's and I had contacted us. They found a Seven Wishes gold record. That was on sale. Somebody was selling for like three hundred and fifty dollars. I didn't have the money at the time. Be, I'd have loved to have it. You gotta be very careful. Those records are very easily counter oh, counterfeited. I know they are. Um, do your research, especially research the frames. The frames uh, are, but problem is they probably can. They're catching on to that too. But the frames is one way to uh, tell. Whether or not they're counterfeited, um, and then you and then you have to, if it's got the I, the RIAA, then that comes directly from, for them selling the records. The record yep. company can buy some and give them out to like radio stations and stuff, 
those will have just the record label. Like, uh, you know, it would say, you know, mm-hmm. presented to whatever WKRP. And then on the side, it would have the MCA uh, record label there um, on the on the side. So um, anyways. Uh, yeah. So we this need, we, we need to get that stuff. This week's topic. Three items, different price ranges we would present to Night Ranger. Basically, you got to make a pitch. I'm going to tell you why your guys's will not work, um, and I will tell you why mine will. So, um, uh, um, let's maybe let's you know Beauty and the Beast. Uh, we will let uh, Rob, ready. we will let Robin go uh, first, and if anyone else ever calls you Beast, I will have words with them. Um, so uh, go ahead, Robin. <laughs> you have the twenty-five dollar one. What would you go ahead, you sexy beast? <laughs> so I'm yes, younger, but I like to say I grew up in honorary area. 80s child so I definitely grew up with older formats of music and everything and in my first car the first thing that uh thing that I had in my car to play and listen to music was a cassette player so having like newer things on cassette would be awesome because bands have actually been doing like those in eight tracks so like something like that for about the same price as like a cd or Vinyl, I would totally get the set. <laughs> really? So, so what is it now? Reissues like, on cassette. cassette tape, yeah. <laughs> All right, like, so... I have Firepower by Judas Priest on cassette tape, so, right, so I, I buy it. I mean, uh, what, which albums are you, you know, for 25... 25- the new stuff, like uh, ATBPO, I would have uh, <laughs> bought it on cassette, too. So you're just going to do the... The last four studio records or something on cassette. Hmm. I mean, is, are you just talking? She, well, she wants three issues of all of them. Each. Well, yeah, if, if you're really going to ask what I want, but... <laughs> well, uh, when I don't know what the price range, though. How, how much would you consider? I thought well, about 25 for one day, cassette. Well, cassette I, tapes ran five ninety nine and $6.99 a record and tape out where I used to work at. The CDs were twelve ninety nine and thirteen ninety nine. So for you saying, come out with a cassette, and make it the price of a CD. I'm like instantly, no. <laughs> it's inferior. Slightly. Well, again, you got to look at. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to have to license that stuff, um, and you're, who you know, you're going through a lot of licensing. Um, well, that's why I was at least thinking at least first, like that the first recent newer album to start would be really yeah, you cool. Could do, you could do the Frontier stuff pretty probably pretty easily. I mean, I think you what you would probably, what you'd want to do is, what you probably do is you do something where you, uh, let's say you, you put somewhere in California, and high road together as a little box set right just has a little each cassette you know are are 
you know, are they're single, you know, e e each cassette, but it's got just a box over it, something simple, maybe, you know, the one album cover on one side, and yeah, you know, it's like a little slip case for them. And those two, re those two cassettes are twenty four ninety nine, and then and then the other two, um, don't let up ATBPO have their own little slip case, twenty four ninety nine, and then what you do is you sell them individually for fourteen ninety nine each, to where people are like, well, shit, uh, why would I spend fourteen ninety nine on one when I can get two? With a little slip case for twenty four ninety nine, um, and that's definitely doable because these bands who are doing cassettes sell them about nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine, um, and they're lightweight. They're not hard to ship. Uh, they're a little bit more durable than vinyl, as long as you you know package vinyl right, you're okay. But uh, I think you could do those for twenty four ninety nine for two. I like the two idea. You wanna... Two first. <laughs> yeah. Brent? Mine's, mine's an easy one because they've already kind of done this, but not to perfection. They need to go back and re-release all their classic concert shirts and sell them. That's one thing I like to see. You know, we got a Dawn Patrol, we got a Midnight Madness, but there's other Midnight Madness. You know, who knows if they own the graphics to them? I'd imagine they do. Um, but it would be cool. I mean, Josh, you and I even had a conversation how easy that would be to do, you know, at well, one point. I think you could do it. Oh, here. Look at this. Stand up. I can't see. Oh, where, where'd you get that? Some site that I was flipping a coin to see whether I'd actually get it or if. You know, someone in Saudi Arabia would be using my. And they reprinted card. that, huh? Yeah, I mean they they weren't like saying it was an original, you know, but they used uh, yeah. this is a good quality shirt. It's a what guild guild? What's it guild guild mm -hmm. on? Yeah, or something that's like that. right. Uh, yeah, but, but the bootleggers. That was my next point. The bootleggers are already doing it. The counterfeiters. So, I think you could do it, and I think you would have to be a little because I, you know, the, in reality they. I would say they could use Jeff and Fitz's likeness, but they probably don't want to. Um, so well. uh, what you could do is you could take, you know, the Midnight Madness tour shirt and kind of, I think you have it, uh, Robin, with the song titles all on the back. Oh, yeah. And then on the front, it's a picture of them. It's not even the best picture. But then you could just put the Night Ranger logo and put Midnight Madness underneath it, and it's still a vintage shirt. Um, and you could do something. Uh, I don't know if you'd want to do something like, like every couple months. I mean, you could do a theme for. I, I don't know. I just don't. You'd have to know what their selling power is. But uh, yeah, I don't think you replace the pictures. Because I would want it for the pictures for the sentimental value of it, so it would make no sense for them to do that. Do it that way. You're you just you're just you, not selling them at the concert. You're selling them online. You're you're in the minority. People would just love a vintage looking shirt. And oh no! And but they've already done I think that. It'd be I'm half talking and about half. this. This is re-releasing the vintage shirts. People. This isn't re. Listen, this is a reimagining the shirts. People, this is my. 
This is my pitch, not well, yours. You know what? They're going to say no. We don't want anything with Jeff and Fitz. Uh, but you don't know that. I probably do. Um, but uh, here's the thing: is um, thirty five dollars? Oh yeah, Jeff Fitz looks listen, good on that shirt. Listen, if people are buying shirts with flames and wings, they're going to oh. buy my fucking Midnight Madness design, whether it's got Jeff and Fitz on it or the Night Ranger logo. So there you go. Well, I guess what I was saying was maybe you do something like something like shirt of the month or you, you or something where, okay, this shirt is available, you know, starting January 1st to the end of the month and then bam, it's done. And you make them affordable. Uh, you know, you, you gotta, to me, the price is just, um, you know, when you're more expensive than kiss, that's just not a good sign. Um, no. but and uh, what you do with these is you don't, you, you pre-order them. So therefore whatever they sell is what they're going to make. So they don't have anything left over. And what you do is, um, is, you know, what's, you know, guess what's going to, what's going to happen is next year, all this shit's going to happen. And well. <laughs> I'm like, fuckers. Uh, but, uh, but at least they're listening. Um, so maybe what you do is you do just a regular black t-shirt design is twenty four ninety nine one month. And then you do like the, what's the, like the kind of like what you got Brent, the, I don't know, baseball Jersey or shirt yeah. or whatever. And you, you know, that one's thirty four ninety nine, and just alternate them, um, to where you do have something that's a little bit more, uh, affordable, you know, just, to me, thirty-five bucks for a T-shirt, not at a concert, but through a website, just seems to be not. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. too much. So, yeah, T-shirt designs. Uh, I guess I'm mostly focused on the music. To where, what I would do for you could probably get this down to twenty-four ninety-nine, but. I would start it out at twenty nine ninety nine. Would be um, remastered re releases of all six MCA releases: Dawn Patrol, Midnight Madness, Seven Wishes, Big Life, Man in Motion, and Live in Japan. And what they would do, and they already do this with other bands, is they they would come in a cardboard box and they would come with basically album sleeves not as well done as the japanese one cuz that would cost you more money to where the booklets are even like the like the records but these would just be cardboard sleeves that just the front and the back of the records with the cd in them no booklets or anything like that to minimize the cost but they there are Many bands that do that, you can buy. I bought the Montrose, which is like the first four Montrose records. I bought the Deep Purple one, which is like the first six Deep Purple, and mm. none of them cost more than thirty bucks. Um, so, you know, just that's all one record label, MCA. So I think for, you know, it's been done by other artists. You would have them remastered. I think that's the biggest complaint with a lot of people who listen on their phones and everything is the you're listening to new stuff. It's so loud. And then you go to Night Ranger and it's so 
I have that big complaint. (laughs) I wish they would remaster the 5150 and uh, OU812 and those Van Halen records because they remastered them up to 1984. But they, you know, so I got the same issue with the Van Halen stuff. But uh, that would be mine. And you could uh, market that with the with the case that holds those six records as it would be a 40th anniversary. So you could basically make it look, you know, like a road case, kind of like ATBPO and, uh, or you could do something just a slick design with the night Ranger logo and, you know, 40 years of rock, you know, the MCA years or something and have those remastered. So that is, is my idea for that price range. It's me now. <laughs> it's you now. So $75 to $100, Robin. What would you suggest? Um, an official and uh, probably not many designs of it, but a especially certain designs of it I would love is a Night Ranger blanket. Like, um, you know, just for your house and stuff. I've seen other bands. I actually have a Judas Priest blanket too. It's like a knit woven blanket. And I got Mm -hmm. that for about 80 bucks. So totally a Night Ranger blanket. I'd love one with like more of like more midnight madness or like the classic era, just, or something. Midnight Manus is my favorite, so I'm always going to say that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, women do love their blankets. Uh, <laughs> a, a, there's a scientific journal that I read that no matter how many blankets a woman has, she will always accept another one as a gift and think it's the best thing ever. It's almost like uh, dresses with pockets and shit. Um, but... Uh, so yeah um the only thing is you're competing with that one girl on fucking facebook that has blankets of every kind you know that girl fucking loves blankets but uh Uh, the one that the the bootlegger one yeah bootlegger one is photoshopped but uh uh, you you gotta you gotta come up with different lines that like at night she sleeps you know (laughs) you know you know Stuff like that. Let let him let him run <laughs> let him run sneakers. Yeah, let him run. Let him run sneakers. Well, you could and do. You got. Well, you know what you could do is you you go back to the sleep products. You got at night she sleeps blanket, and then you got the uh, when you close your eyes little <laughs> sleeping mask. Damn, what were the things called that were just reverse robes that you put on with the things in front of you? It was a robe, but it was just like snuggies. snuggies. Yeah, you you could do fit snuggies. Yeah. I'll Uh, totally wear a fit snuggie. (laughs) Yeah, with a little medical jersey. You know, that'd be great. Um, Yeah. So there you go. It had to be high quality, something definitely, Mm -hmm. because you you, got to beat out the bootleggers. It's got to be something. Yeah. Um that's like def- an awesome design or just yeah, like maybe double sided or something. Something that you could all like probably even hang up on your wall. Like has to be that cool, like, you know, hey, this is a blanket, but um, <laughs> it could be seventy five dollars, it better be one hell of a blanket. 
Listen, for $75 for a woman in a blanket, that's fucking, that's like you and a kiss record. All right. <laughs> All right. So except you're wrapped in it. <laughs> see, that's that's why we you know, her coming on, that's a perspective none of us would ever say kiss blanket. She said a whole demographic that uh we would have uh blanket. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, the at night she sleeps blanket. And if you order it, if you order it within the next Five minutes, you get the when you close your eyes, uh, face mask, um, and uh, no extra shipping and handling, <laughs> and, and the uh, little airport bottle of Jack Daniels. Uh, you know what was that? What do you used to always say? Uh, Angie, come or uh, Angie, come closer to me. I need a soul to bleed on. Uh, drinking Jack Daniels. There we go. There we go. That's what I was. Yeah. That took too long. Um, all right. So uh, Brent, uh, so your seventy-five dollar, hundred dollar uh, idea. You're going to, have to go to your backup since she took blanket. No, I have to go to my backup anyway. But you kind of you 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 the one that intruded on it. I was going to do a seventy-five dollar CD box set of. Um, this is what I was going to do until you uh, remasters and rarities. The fuck yeah. that you already got I've, the dude. You, I priced the remasters. I, I, huh? I fucking I beat you out of the water on that man. So, so what's your my backup? other was my other back. My backup is a seventy five dollar box set of all their music video stuff they've released. All the music videos that they had on TV, yeah. um, all remastered. They're all their concerts from Japan that are on Sony and what have you. The Seven Wishes show. All that stuff remastered in a box set on video. Be great. Yeah. Um, and then some bonus stuff that we haven't seen, you know. The unfortunate thing is you would spend a ton of money yep. on, number one, just licensing attorneys just getting the shit to be able to, who owns it, and, and then buying it. Well, it's uh, like that very first show from Japan. Sony has that. Mm-hmm. Then who has you on your Blu-ray for... Uh, Man in Motion. Who who put that out? Was that Sony as well? Um, Sony does do Blu-rays. I don't I don't know who did it in eighty or ninety or whatever that came out. But yeah, uh, but yeah, that's the thing is just number one, you got to pay for that, and number two, then you got to pay whoever your lawyers to go through all that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you sell it for ninety nine bucks and you know how, what do you you know what's the how many is it going to sell? Um, you know, because at you, this point, the you know Universal owns all the music videos. Well, up for the Universal catalog portion. Yeah. You know, then you'd have to have Frontiers come into the mix to let them put the you, videos on for that. You'd probably be better off doing a kind of what they did when they released that DVD that had four videos on it yeah maybe doing like a 29.99 dvd with all the videos you only have to go through mca uh mm-hmm. i mean you may be able to do something where you do mca or universal and then frontiers but you know license that and sell it together or sell them separate but then you got those albums in the middle you know there was videos for you know sign of the times um, what 
New York Times. I'm a New York Times. I mean, and um, yeah, Sign of the Times had a video, didn't it? Sign of the Times had a, it was the only one that had a video from Seven, and then you had yeah. a video from for New York Times. New York Times. Um, that was it. And they were only released in Japan, which yeah, but uh, still, there was music videos for those things, and that was pre Frontiers. So well, that would be. Again, though, you're talking Japan, so it may be yeah. a little bit different, but you had Sony and then CMC. I'm not sure who was. Well, it was Zero Records is what for Japan who that was. So who owned Zero? Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. So my idea would be a vinyl box set of the frontiers era so you would have for the first time hole in the sun on vinyl you would have um somewhere in california are you also going to do the live album shibuya rocket shibuya i say throw it in there Um, and, uh, all right. So no, um, it would just be hole in the sun. It would be somewhere in California. It would be high road and it would be don't let up. Uh, and you hole in the sun, never been on vinyl. Uh, somewhere in California has never been on vinyl. And then there's, very little copies of there out there of high road mm. and don't let up. So I think there would be, you know, you would have the, you know, the demand for that. And then what I would do is, um, I don't think I would have any art for it. Um, but I would look at making a bonus CD that comes with that of the, because again, you're wanting to do stuff that, you know, you're, you're wanting to do stuff that, uh, with cost. So, you, you know, if you make this another record, you got to design it. It's a record. So I'm thinking just a, a bonus CD very limited packaging um, that comes with this box set, vinyl box set that has all the bonus tracks from the Frontiers era. era. So it would have um, the uh, it would have from somewhere in California. You would have the Coming of Age with Ted Nugent. You would have what is it? Highway to Hell or Dirty Deeds? Um, Dirty Deeds. Dirty Deeds. You would have L.A. No Name, Mountain Song, um, and uh, Don't Even Know don't Your Name. Name, yep. Uh, you would have, um, you would have, then from High Road, you would have, what was it's it? It's the acoustic version of, um, hey, you going? Um, we can work not, it. Nothing left it yesterday. All right. Or, or is it, no, it we, we can work it out. Is that it? Was it that one? I don't have it. I don't have the bonus. And then, um, well, as we can work it out on 
let it up or yeah that's the i think what the acoustic is on that is what, it okay what is well hi what am i missing here uh high road you, you got high road you got you got mountain song yep don't even know your name and I they guess, wouldn't they put guess, la no name on that as yep. well so um and then the bonus tracks for hole in the sun was um Oh God! Was like the night you know you still rock in America or something like that, Sister Christian yeah. acoustic. So, you know, you would have that bonus disc on there. So I think four records and that bonus CD seventy four ninety nine seventy five ninety nine. And the good thing is, you could eventually, um, at, you know, since you would already have the vinyl mastered and everything for Hole in the Sun, you could do down the road a uh, web store exclusive where you do the alternate album cover and press 300 copies of you know whichever one you don't include in the the box set yeah <clears throat> so i just think there's an it's just something that and you know what another thing you could probably do if if you wanted to bump it up to like 99.99 for four records the bonus CD is a signed poster of the current lineup. Um, you know, it's something a poster doesn't cost you anything, really. Um, it doesn't add on to the shipping. And the, like, the biggest thing is just getting it signed and getting it back in time, apparently. So Or a signed certificate. Some, uh, well, make it a cert certificate as well. No, I want to do a certificate because... Number one, I don't. I want to keep the cost down. Uh, on this, and um, you got different members. You got Joel, and you got Michael Lardy. So if you got a certificate, you're kind of signing that with different members on different records. Um, I mean, yeah, I just meant a certificate for the box set. Uh, so that's why I'm just going with something easy again to keep the the cost down. Signed poster that you can slip in so and if you want to sell more copies of that thing you could randomly put hole in the sun with a different cover in some of them and it'd be wow. like man josh you'd be buying those suckers up and taking them back well here's here's <laughs> yeah well here's the thing is i just don't think there's that much demand for no. that uh plus again you're printing again you got to pay someone to put that design together for vinyl because it was never on vinyl um you know i mean like i said and your that box set is going to sell regardless of which hole in the sun you put in there that's what i'm saying is you could wait okay that box set's now sold out we've got we've got hole in the sun mastered mm -hmm. for vinyl now let's just as all we got to do is just design a new sleeve and bam, we can sell it for twenty four ninety nine on the website, and you got a record that you don't have to go and record. It's already there. You got very little money put into it now. Uh, all you gotta do is design that cover and pay for it to be printed and packaged, and you're selling it for twenty four ninety nine on the on the website with a different cover. All righty, here's the big one. Um, $175, $200. Is it going to be the deluxe blanket with <laughs> inside the threading is Fitz's beard hair? Mm. 
Extra fluffy. <laughs> Extra fluffy. <laughs> um, well, one idea I'd had was uh, the vinyl with like all the albums, kind of a box set too, where um, like I'd seen like Pink Floyd and different bands have had different like travel kind of cases and something like that would be cool. Um, but I still really want more of the colored vinyl of the other stuff. Anyhow, um, I was thinking tickets to a show where they would do more deeper cuts would be amazing. <laughs> where it was a little bit more expensive because I had to put a little bit more time into going back to uh, some of that stuff. That's fair. <laughs> well, you could... Uh, um... And uh, you could maybe do like a ticket package, um, you know, maybe kind of like a, uh, um, a $200, let's say, let's say it's $200 and you get an acoustic show, you know, sound check or something. And how many of those would they sell? Let's say you let's say if you sell ten, that's two thousand dollars. Is it worth two thousand dollars for you know Jack, Brad, and Kelly um, to do it for ten people? Could would you make it more if you made it you know twenty people? Is it worth it? Uh, I mean, that's a good little. Now, obviously, you couldn't do that with COVID and everything happening right now, but. Um, you know, they could do a kind of like get on that meet and greet thing. And that's where your songs would come in. You know, the acoustic would be them playing Wild and Innocent Youth or, you know, something like that. Um, uh, you would hope. You know, so if you did it for 200 bucks, 20 people, that's 4,000 bucks. Let's just say 25, make it 5,000. Hey, you know, Jack, Brad, and Kelly. Um you know, do you guys want to make an extra thousand dollars, you know, in this hour by signing some autographs and stuff? And, you know, you could, you know, make out a deal for Eric and Carrie as well. But, you know, I mean, you got your principal members. So, um, you know, that's where you would tie in. Hey, for 200 bucks, you get. You know, sit in on sound check. Uh, we'll play five acoustic songs, four acoustic songs, uh, and we'll sign three items each or some shit. No guitars. So, Brentry? My next item really depends on how difficult Christy Matthew Cullen is going to be and some other people. I think it'd be great to have a big Night Ranger lithograph and autographed by every single person that was in the band, current and former. I think it'd be awesome. It doesn't have to be anything more than just their logo. At first, I thought, oh, their albums, and they could sign next to the albums they were on, yada, yada, yada. Nah, you know. I mean, Kiss had done something like this in Australia. For right around five hundred dollars, they had, and this is when everybody was alive except for Eric Carr, and 
but that Kiss World thing fell through. Um, this I think you could do it for about two hundred and fifty bucks. It's not framed or anything. You just get a lithograph signed by everybody, and um, it would be pretty damn cool. Yeah, I think what you would have to do is you would have to fly everybody in uh, because you're not shipping those things all around the country. You would do it all at one, uh, you know, basically one location. Yep. Um, I think you definitely, the thing is, you have to get everybody on board Mm -hmm. because if you're missing one person, then you can't really say it's complete. Uh, And here's the thing is, though, if I sell this for... I guess what I'm saying is how if I get the original members to sign that, the five original ones, and I sell that for, and I just got to pay those five guys, right? And I sell that for 150 bucks, and I sell the ones with, I guess, how much value, okay, is added to, you know, Christian Kulin and um, these other guys. But it's it's just every member, Jesse Bradman, everybody. Tell I, I think for it's you, it's a cool idea. It's a cool idea, but you're paying for plane tickets and hotels for Jesse Bradman to come out there where. But maybe, but maybe you do something special once they're out there as well to where it's going to make it more lucrative. Maybe you do a one-off show at that point to make it more enticing. Um, Here's the thing. What you're doing is you're just paying them a flat sum for their signature. And they do 500 of these suckers. You know, I could say, listen uh, to a promoter, how much will you pay me to have the original night Ranger back together for this show? Let's say they say a hundred grand. And then I go, okay, what about this? What if I bring Michael Lardy and uh, Jesse Bradman and and the, Joel Hoekstra? That don't matter. This is for the fans. And, is that what it is? It's not a not a business. My pitch. And you're, you're, you're I'm just pitch I'm just telling you, I could I could do the same thing for a hundred thousand dollars, and and I would eliminate plane oh, costs. You're diluting it. No, I, this, you're. How can you dilute the original Night Ranger lineup playing? The way you're, you're diluting, diluting it is diluting, you're, the way you're, you're diluting, diluting my, it is my, is my, you're my, kicking my. fits off stage so Jesse Bradman can come up and I'm happy. No, no I ain't saying they have to come on. They come on stage and just have a tambourine. I don't give a shit. So I'm paying. So I'm paying this dude airfare and hotels <laughs> to come on stage and do a tambourine. I'm not. I'm just saying there might be another way to make it more lucrative for the band to do it. They can ship these around. They can absolutely you know what's, ship You know what's around. funny is I'm actually doing something like he said. I got a Seven Wishes record that um, I don't know why. I, I think it was probably one of the – I don't think I wanted my original, like, Dawn Patrol and and Midnight Madness, like, signed. So I took my Seven Wishes up when I saw, you know, the Mojo era. So I got Gary Moon and Brad and Kelly signed it. And then I took it to one of the shows in 96 
and I got Jeff to sign it and Fitz to sign it um, and Jack to sign it. And I think Kelly may have signed it again. So someone's signature I have twice. It may be Fitz's. And then I realized, well, shit, Gary Moon's on there. You know, that throws it off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, well, I got Fitz on there. And so I've had... Who have I else had sign it? I took it. I mailed it. I talked to Jesse Bradman, and I had him sign it. And I told him all about it. I had it squared off exactly this little corner for him to sign. So I still need, I think, Eric Levy to sign it and Carrie. Um, I don't know if Joel signed it or not. But anyways, I'm getting all these guys to sign it because I got the hard ones done. You know, Fitz and Jeff and all the original members. So, um, so yeah, I'm doing exactly what your idea is, just – um, but a lithograph would be cool right behind you. Yeah, of the original members. Of um, all of them. So, um, my idea is a box set of the vinyl. Another, another box set vinyl. So, I'm joking. Is, you're already remastering the CD, you know, the first six records, right? So, this would be a remastering or a remastered. The MCA years, so it's uh, Midnight Madness, Dawn Patrol, Seven Wishes, Big Life, Man in Motion. And what you would kind of sell this with is, for the first time on vinyl, live in Japan, which you should be able to get. It's still MCA. Um, So you would have those six vinyls. Um, It would include a lot of little... Now, this is where it would include the certificate. Um Again, I'm selling this for $174.99, $199, somewhere around there. Um, so it would have the it would the box set would be um, kind of like my Shine Down box set, where the, all the records are just in a big slip case. I think I would just make it jet black with like a glossy Night Ranger logo and just forty, you know, the number forty to celebrate the forty years. Um, I don't know if I would. If I would do colored vinyl, I would like what I would like to do is have enough stuff in there to where it's just black vinyl, and then later on I release them individually with colored vinyl. Because again, you don't have to pay for any of the, you know, designs yeah. or graphics. You just basically are you, you know just re, you know repressing it with colored vinyl. But I thought about again there'd be a certificate. Um, I would probably just. You know, just to cut down on cost, again, the certificate would just be signed by Jack, Brad, and Kelly. It would be numbered. It would be limited to 300 or something like that. Uh, so you would have the certificate. A sticker, again, doesn't cost really that much. You can throw it in there as well. Um, some glossy photos. Uh, so some really nice 8x10s. Um, you know, I would include a group sh- shot, you know, with Jeff and Fitz. But then, like, you know, an individual shot of Brad, individual shot of Jack, individual shot of Kelly. Um, and then uh, um, another thing that I would include is a Night Ranger necklace. Everybody loves those. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost much to make. It's easy. To, you know, it doesn't uh, doesn't add on to shipping at all. Um I would just need to think of something else, I think, to make it up to that 174. You know, I think you could sell that 
for probably that everything right there for maybe one fifty. Um, for know, how many albums? Six records. How would you have the photos? Because like having a huge, like a thicker book where it kind of went in chronological order of like some of the best shots, a lot of things, maybe a lot of people haven't seen as much better from you that could, era. You could those make, eras. The, yeah, I mean, you could maybe again though you're you're kind of adding on to the cost. You got to pay an editor, and you, and you got to pay whoever's the photographer for all these photos. I like the idea of a little tour book included in there it's just that drives up your cost a little bit paying for all those photos and putting that together um i'm thinking of hey necklace print me off 300 of them you know put them in a plastic bag um the certificates you know those cost a little bit more but again you are you know you're you got that cost um you know for this uh the glossy pics kind of take the place of the tour book Right. Uh, you don't only got to pay, you know, who's the photographer for these four photos and pay off for, you know, that. Um, and there's other, I mean, you could do a poster. There's that, that the poster that's inside the Midnight Madness tour, not really a tour book, but the tour book they yeah. sold just opens up to a poster. You could maybe, that would be something you could probably reproduce because, you know, it looks good, uh, you know authentic reproduction of the 1983 Midnight Madness tour book, which really isn't a tour book. It's just a, no. opens up. To Post, a it's a poster book. <laughs> so there you go. And then if you release it all on black vinyl, after that sells out, then you can individually sell those. Um, you could beat the uh, culture factory. And even if they, you know, you may not even have to, you know, beat them at the first two records if they haven't released anything else. You've already basically made your money on the mastering of it and doing the graphics and everything to where now your overhead's not as much and you can do a colored vinyl of Big Life and Man in Motion and the Live in Japan down the road. So you're eventually going to be able to make more money off something that you've really already designed I mean, it's kind of like live albums. That's why everybody loves live albums, because you're not really going into a studio and writing and all that overhead. You're just, okay, park a truck, record it, and there you go. I'm, I always look at, like, how can I use stuff down the road? So, And the stuff, it, it's, it needs to be done. There's, you know, there's no one's done any reissues of those any of those albums, except for the uh, Culture Factory of the first two, and then live in japan has never been done at all so i think that aspect of live in japan being in that box set for the hardcores will and where were we were we what november when culture factory usa announced dawn patrol was it right around well, november it was, last year? it was a little bit earlier but it came out it? at the end of november and then midnight madness was announced around the same time and it came right out right when it came out right when that came out it, they it, announced that one it came out in the middle of january and yep. we thought it was sold out but it's you can still go online and and get it on amazon well it was sold out from the distributor there was no more left in them you know to be distributed well it's or at the factory all the pressings were gone they had no more left well, you can still buy it for twenty three ninety nine and get yeah. it the next day from Amazon. So buy those suckers up so we can get more. Boy, they dried out for a while, didn't they? 
So um, the Dawn Patrol, I mean, you can still get it, but the price is higher. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably through a third party. But uh, so there you go. So um, in the comments below, do me a favor. Just if you're listening and you're watching listening on YouTube, go hit subscribe. Make me fucking happy. Okay, hit subscribe. I don't ever hit subscribe on shit, so I can't really, you know, fault you. And I, yes, I'm talking to you right now. Um, go hit subscribe. Uh, it, you know, it, it warms my heart. Click the thumbs up. That warms my heart even more. Uh, leave us a comment. I mean, that almost fucking gets me over the edge. Gets me uh, going. Yeah. So yeah, his uh, heart grows two sizes bigger yeah. when you do that. Um, but, uh, you know, show us some love on the YouTube. Uh, we're getting a lot of people to listen to the audio on Apple Podcast. Are um, we? So uh, I, I don't know about the other ones because I don't check them. I just accidentally actually checked the Apple Podcast. So, um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so click subscribe, the Facebook page. Make sure you go to the Fans of Motion Facebook page. Click like. You can go to the website. Um, let me know how it looks. I haven't been there for a while. Um, and uh, you can go to all these places if you're on the website yeah. and listen to our sexy voices as well as Robin's voice. Um, and um, I almost I almost did my Teddy Pendergrass when you talked about Teddy <laughs> Pendergrass. Earlier. I like little Teddy Pendergrass. Uh, here's a little question: uh, What group did he start with? I do know this, and I you do not know this. <laughs> Harold no. Melvin and the Blue Notes. Um, no, I, I wouldn't have known that. Well, you know what? Well, what band was he in? What, what group that was, was he it. in? He was in Harold. He was one of the Blue Notes. Wasn't there like a famous group he came from though? Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. He was in, in that reason why you know Harold Melvin. You know, obviously didn't like that Teddy Pendergrass was getting so much of the, um, you know. You got, you got, you got what I need. Um, but uh, what was the big song he had with them? Um, damn it. Any other time I would know this. Uh, I'm going to find it. It was her last song before he. Um, Tenderness? No, if you don't know me by now. Oh, yeah. Yep, that was Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes with Teddy It wasn't just UB40. No, no, simply red, simply red. Yeah, fuck all them. Teddy Pendergrass, Harold Melvin, and the Blue Notes. So, um... Yeah, so check those fuckers out too, along with Fans of Motion. Um, Robin? Yes. So, uh, <laughs> so um, what do you think of this train wreck called Fans of Motion? I love the podcast. Obviously, I've heard everything. <laughs> I mean, the stories are just so great. The whole community is great. I've always wanted to have a place to learn more from people, especially who've been, you know, through with Night Ranger in the early days and stuff. I can only vicariously live through that. So it's 
and that's what's great about all the other interviews about perspectives of the band without being in the band too is always fun to hear and you get to uh get up close and personal with brent tree <laughs> you're welcome so uh other than that all i gotta do all i gotta do is this fits oh that's all you gotta Lord. do all right <laughs> get next rated now uh all right so uh Fit. leave us a message or leave us a comment on the Facebook and the YouTubes, uh, which idea did you like best? Um, and then tell me why you liked mine best. Um, and, uh, you know, and then, le- you know, tell us what your idea is. Um, feel free to steal Brent's. Um, yeah. But I came up with extra ones just because I knew that Josh was going to be in that in that area. And you pretty much stayed in the area for all three of yours. <laughs> well, it's about the music, man. It's about yeah. the music. Uh, you know, I wasn't thinking of the uh, women's demographic with uh, with <laughs> blankets. Uh, you know, oh, I, come on. I was. If they, had, if they had a good blanket, we don't have it. Um, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about the official uh, Night Ranger um, ice machine, you know, where you can get. <laughs> cubed ice or crushed ice uh you know um uh i thought maybe you know i don't know um i'm not gonna say that idea uh because um people frown upon you know wanting to rent midgets um so i'm not going to mention that idea um but uh you know the. We just basically need to take some kiss ideas and and just throw Night Ranger <laughs> labels <laughs> logos on them. You know, just uh. Yeah, we, got, the, we can do Night Ranger condoms. That's what that's that's, that's what <laughs> I want to start doing. Well, who posted the Night Ranger um the those pillows where it was like full length <laughs> or full oh. size? We can do com- <laughs> We can do comfort. Comfort me condoms, or you know, you know, there, there's um, gonna there's gonna be someone asking if the uh, Night Ranger ice machine is real. Um, oh yeah. So, all right. With that, comfort me condoms. I like that. Kiss me where it hurts, edible undies. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, or 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 or. or uh-oh. Something with the touch of madness, you know. Well, that'd be the penicillin shot afterwards. That'd be that'd be the. <laughs> the touch of madness. The back the back massager. Yeah, yeah, the back massager. Oh my god. Uh, the the let the the let him run replacement. You know, and you, you know, and obviously we, we could have different price ones. You know, the $200 one comes with a kickstand <laughs> and a pull start. That's the one that, that instead of the let it run, that's called better let it go. <laughs> God. You're going to go. You know, if 
fucking walking on the yeah. wife. The thing fucking sounds like a '78 Suzuki. Fucking exhaust smoke everywhere. She's telling. She's telling you it's okay. It's okay. okay. Yeah, that's the cover of her yeah. smile right there. She's telling you to go watch that hundred dollar Night Ranger video. She'll be all right. Uh, try this one. This one's called the Hole in the Sun. Hole in the Moon. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. I really got to get us out of this before it gets worse. Yeah, we should have ended it at the "Kiss Me Where It Hurts" at Wendy's. That's uh, mm. yep, that's where. Uh, I'm thinking of more right now. Oh, we definitely need to uh, to uh, end it now uh, before you don't start... start thinking I'm alone tonight. <laughs> well, that would that would be the other back. <laughs> <laughs> back massager and in the, in, the, in the man emotion now we know why it's not called mad emotion the man emotion yeah. Woo. Yes. Night <laughs> yeah, we got a whole sex toy line coming for you next week alright we're out of here later the, the I did it for love uh-huh.